0: to the Indian Creek Baptist Church podcast. Thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. Our website is www.indiancreekbaptistchurch.org or our email address is info at Church.org It is our sincere hope that through this podcast, God will speak to your heart and touch your life so that you may grow closer to him. Back into the book of John tonight. John chapter 12 is where we're going to be. Last week we saw Lazarus raised from the dead. Christ performed this great and mighty miracle, and uh, that was two weeks ago. Last week we saw how the chief priests and the Pharisees reacted to all of this, and Jesus left and went to Ephraim to begin to uh, minister there. We left off with the fact that the Jews' Passover was at hand. We know that this was uh, the time that the Jews were to celebrate, to remember uh, when God himself had come through and taken the firstborn of all Egypt, uh, when they had uh, killed the Passover lamb and his blood had been placed on the doorposts. and uh, When God saw the blood, he passed over them. And this is important because understanding that christ was crucified on the passover and we are getting very close as we get into john chapter 12 to that time when christ is going to go to the cross and be crucified for us so john chapter 12 and verse number one is where we're going to start the bible says then jesus six days before the passover came to bethany where lazarus was which had been dead whom he raised from the dead There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, Why was not this ointment sold for three hundred pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief, and had the bag, and bare what was put therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone. Against the day of my burying hath she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but but me ye have not always. Much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death, because that by reason of him many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, again, we love you. We thank you for this glorious day. We thank you for the wonderful truth this morning. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to build on that truth, that you would speak to our hearts tonight, that you would convict and that you would convince, Lord, that we would see our need for you even beyond salvation but for sanctification. Lord, that we would walk with you this week using you for every step. God, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Kill Jesus at all costs is the thought that we left off with last week. The chief priests and the Pharisees were were putting out that if anyone knew where Jesus was, they were to let them know so he could be taken and he could be killed for the nation. Rather than entire nation being killed by Rome, they wanted to serve up Jesus to be that sacrifice. Ironically enough, that is exactly what's going to happen, but not just for Israel, for the whole world. It's just in God's timing. The Bible here is setting the scene for what is to come. So now here we are, six days before the Passover and and Jesus returns to Bethany where he had just healed Lazarus. He had just called him out of the tomb. Many had begun to believe on him there because of this. And he had been not forced, but he had by choice left and went back into Ephraim as the Jews and the, or as the, the chief priests and the Pharisees were seeking to kill him. But while he's there in Bethany, Mary and Martha and Lazarus make him a supper, And Martha, by no surprise, is serving. She is taking care of all the household needs. The first time that we met Martha, she was cumbered about with much serving, and she got rebuked by the Lord for that. Lazarus, with his new lease on life, is sitting at the table with him, with Christ, and learning again with him. And Mary comes in with a pound of spikenard, a very costly ointment, and anoints the feet of Jesus, wiping them with her own hair. Now, spikenard is a very aromatic oil. It is, again, as the Bible says, very costly. And it was often used to anoint the body of a recently deceased person before their burial. I looked up today a pound of spikenard. It's American spikenard. It's not Quite of the same plant. But it's. You get the idea. But a pound of it today. Just the oil. Goes for over $600. This is. A very. Costly. Thing. And. It is interesting if. We look back and understand that. If we believe that Lazarus. This Lazarus. Is the Lazarus that was. uh, Laid begging at the. or at the gate of the rich man that went and passed into Abraham's bosom that he was begging if they had this costly ointment him and his sisters why didn't they sell it? why didn't they use the money from that ointment to try and seek sorry, to try and seek Lazarus' cure To seek the doctors. That thought passes into the mind of Judas Iscariot. This is where we are first really introduced to the character of Judas. And he begins to smell the ointment and sees the scene going on as Mary begins to anoint the feet of Christ and to wipe his feet with her hair. And he says why was this not sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? That 300 pence would have been almost a year's wages for someone working at that time. So, again... Judas's mind why didn't they sell it and give the money to the poor but my thought is why didn't they sell it and try and take care of their brother why didn't they sell it and try and better themselves how closely even we as saved people often resemble those that are going to betray Christ Judas, as we first meet him, we understand that he was, he's named here and described here as the one which should betray Christ in verse number four. And in verse number six, he's described as one, this is he, this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare that was put, th- that what was put therein? i getting my T's and my W's mixed up tonight. Judas here, we see his character. He doesn't care about the poor. He cares only about himself. We see a man who is serving the Lord, but is only serving the Lord in order to serve himself. Jesus himself warns of these people in Matthew 7. Or warns these people, not just warns of these people. This is a warning to all those that would serve with a, without a pure heart. Matthew chapter 7 and verse number 21. says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye worker of iniquity, or ye that work iniquity. We see this repeated in Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12 and verse number 22. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought of your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? And which of you with taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? If ye then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow, they toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothe the grass which is to-day in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe ye, you, O ye of little faith? And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind, for all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your father knoweth that ye have need of these. That's not the wrong verse. That's the verse I wanted to say. It was the wrong thought when I was saying it. Christ is reminding his disciples here in Luke chapter 12 to seek first the kingdom of God. To serve the Lord with a pure heart. With a desire not for yourself, but for his will. Or we could go to the story of the publican and the Pharisee praying in the temple The one full of himself, the other humbling himself. We remember there who Christ said would enter into heaven and who would enter into the lake of fire. This is the real meaning of taking the Lord's name in vain. It is pictured in the life of Judas Iscariot. He's walking as an apostle, not even just a disciple, not just a follower. He is walking as an apostle, one that was chosen by God. And we know that God understands, understood who he was, why he was there. It was all part of God's purpose. But he's walking in that way, only serving himself. Christ, as he's having all of this happen around him understands the thoughts and hearts and speech of those around him and he begins to defend Mary he says let her alone she has done this for my burial again the disciples are being told exactly what's going to happen and yet they're missing a clear clear teaching he goes on to say the poor always ye have with you but me ye have not always he's not here demanding worship over anything else he's again reminding them of what's going to happen that he will soon depart from them first in the garden then on the cross again in the tomb and finally, on the day of Pentecost, the day before days before Pentecost, he will depart and they will be separate. It isn't until he descends into heaven, and the disciples pray that the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, comes and indwells them. Praise the Lord that today that happens immediately immediately at our salvation. We don't have to go and walk this world without Christ. He indwells us never to leave us. But secondly, he's telling them that there will always be poor. He's not saying this because he wants them to neglect the poor, to procrastinate. He's just saying there will always be poor. There will always be rich. There will always be poor. This is why the idea of communism, the idea of everybody being on the same level, could never work. A few years ago, you guys probably remember, at least the adults will probably remember, the No Child Left Behind initiative. The idea behind that was they wanted to take the Children in the top in the bottom ten percent of the class, and and they wanted to raise all of their scores so that they wouldn't be in the bottom ten percent anymore. Sounds great. Sounds like an awesome thing, and I'm all for helping those that need help. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't reach out and and begin to come alongside those. But what they failed to realize is that there's still going to be a bottom ten percent. They're just moving the rule. They're just moving the bar. It's like this whole push in youth sports that's moving away from keeping score and ranking based on ability. It's why everyone's a winner and there are no losers. Again, we've just... Moved the bar and now there really are no winners because there are no losers. You can't have rich without the poor. You can't have good without evil. You can't have life without death. Verses 9 and 10, though, give us the true heart of what's going on. In the middle of all of this, as Christ is teaching this profound thought, excuse me, let me get back there, He's teaching this profound thought to His disciples. Out in the city, the chief priests are consulting. Again, again, how that they can commit murder but this time they're not seeking Christ this time they're seeking Lazarus verse 9 but much people the Jews therefore knew that he was there and they came not for Jesus sake only but they, they might see Lazarus also whom he had raised from the dead People were now coming to the Lord because of Lazarus. Because Lazarus had been given a new life. Because he was walking this world in that new life. Now others are coming and seeking the Lord. And the chief priests are seeking to kill him. We talked this morning about Walking with the Lord and and how, uh, when we were looking in the book of Esther, how just defeating Haman was not the end. There are still things that need to be done. The truth of the matter is, when we get saved, when we get that new life in Christ, when we become that new creature, now it doesn't just get easy. We've essentially put a target on our backs. And life oftentimes gets harder. And they're seeking his life all because many of the Jews went away and believed on Christ because of him. Again, because he's a threat to their power. Luke 16:31. going back to the story of the rich man and Lazarus Luke 16:31 says and he said unto him if they hear not Moses and the prophets neither will they persuaded though one rose from the dead understand here that Christ is not speaking of all the world he is speaking specifically of the five brothers of the rich man I wonder Looking at this story, believing that this is the same Lazarus. I wonder if these chief priests and the Pharisees are not the brothers of this rich man that has died. But in any case, one has gone to them from the dead. Here in Lazarus and now in Christ. And yet so many are just completely ignoring it. But the fact is that Lazarus was raised from the dead. The fact is that we are new creatures when we get saved and come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. We are new creatures. We essentially are raised from the dead. The fact that they won't listen doesn't change our mission. So today, let's continue. Let's continue to serve the Lord. Let's continue to walk in that newness of life. Let's continue to be that thorn in the side of the worldly view that draws others to Christ. Here before long, Christ is going to go and have his last, he's going to have his triumphant his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. He's going to have his last supper the night before the Passover. He's going to be taken in the garden and crucified. Time is running short for Christ. For us, time is running short as well. (coughs) Excuse me. One day soon we will hear that trumpet call Like Lazarus being called out of the grave, Christ will call us to heaven. And then the door will be shut. So let's make the most of the time we have left.